back in the 90s. Everything was better and somehow worse all at once. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of Saturday morning cartoons. by day, homework by night. We were betrayed by the boomers we had sworn to protect. Frozen in student loan debt for a thousand years. Now on the internet, the shows of old return, and we live again. We are defenders of what came before. We are Nostalgia Plus. Hello and welcome to Nostalgia Plus. Once again, the podcast, the best podcast for finding all the information you need about the mid-90s Saturday morning television show Gargoyles, available on Disney Plus right now. I'm joined with our regular cast of characters, uh, Nick Evangelista. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Peter Schaefer. Hello. Katie. Hello. And Rachel. Hi. And it's me, Dan Evanson. So... (laughs) I see. Okay, no last names for the ladies. Okay, I see how this is. Yes, I don't know. I don't know why it turned out that way. <laughs> I was realizing that as we were going through this. It's okay, Katie. We'll survive together. I'm over it. You guys are a mysterious group of vigilantes that roam podcast feeds, stripping people of their last names. I don't know. <laughs> They must have gotten me a while ago because I've never had a last name. Uh, so let's uh, get back into it. We're going to jump right into episodes. So this week we're covering uh, Awakening Part 4, Awakening Part 5, and The Thrill of the Hunt. This is episodes 4, 5, and 6 of Season 1 of Gargoyles. Uh, when we last left our heroes, uh, Detective Elisa Maza and Goliath, the leader of the Gargoyles, had been seemingly captured and while strolling around in Central Park, vibing off each other. Uh, <laughs> Goliath is... Yeah, they have chemistry. Yeah, and Goliath is hit with actual chemistry when he's uh, <laughs> hit with some kind of tranquilizer dart. Um, the episode picks off and uh, Elisa Maza does her best uh, Captain Kirk impression and <laughs> karate's <laughs> up these mercenaries. Uh, they manage to get away pretty easily. Um, and uh, kind of discover that uh, there's a tracking device that's been put on Goliath with some kind of weird symbol on it. Uh, later on, the three idiots are still flying around, uh, causing trouble. They hook up with Hudson back at the castle. Uh, Hudson, who at this point is now officially like addicted to television. I don't know <laughs> how else to describe it. They old manned. Hudson, the oldest gargoyle, like pretty hard. They put him in a recliner. His dog is hanging out, chewing on bones through most God, of that, this. That dog confuses me. <laughs> it's so many it questions. continues to be very weird. <laughs> yeah. I like the analysis that he's just a weird cousin that we had last time. <laughs> yes. He doesn't even have wings. He can't I mean, fly. Does, does he come from the same brood? How does this work? Did somebody birth him? Ew. <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, they come from eggs, so there's no live birth. Yeah, but it's still birthing, kind of. Yeah. 
hatch there. The whole egg laying premise is very disturbing. So uh, if they're born during the day, are they stone or? Can they, they can't get out if they're oh, born during the day. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are asking <laughs> these super important questions. <laughs> I mean, these are the important questions. <laughs> well, because they can't get out during the day because uh, the way a- a- egg hatching works is you have to they the chick the uh, fetus inside has to like crawl its way out. Right, it has to break free. Well, yeah, but it's not going to be exposed to sunlight until it breaks free. Well, but also, I mean, clearly, being exposed to sunlight can't be the actual operative thing because otherwise, the gargoyles would just like. Go, Go inside. inside. <laughs> well, why haven't they tried that? Yeah, we have not seen at this point whether it is time related or uh, which would be weird by itself because if it's time related, like if they go to a different time zone, so right. they get like an hour of sunlight. I don't know. Uh, and obviously, like they were in Scotland and now they're in New York. So day and night are, are in diff- yes, different. Are yeah. Yeah. But they had a really long nap to sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. A thousand years of jet lag. Does oh, sound pretty um, bad. <laughs> the Mona was inside and she was stone in the f- th- second, the third episode. Is that right? We saw her in the corner. Uh, in I don't the- know if she was stone at that point or just shadowed. I, I, don't, I thought she was stone. <laughs> oh, I don't know either. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is one of the things I think they played pretty fast and loose with, uh, like flying the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we will see that as, uh, this episode has some action pieces where they're flapping. Yeah. There's a lot of flapping. People are, uh, somehow gliding against an intense wind caused by the helicarrier. Like it's a whole thing. So, oh yeah. All right. Anyways, continue with your summary. Yeah. The, the, Detective Maza has her own little action scene where we realize she's actually pretty cool where she fights off all the mercenaries by herself because Goliath has been turned to stone uh, by the sun. Uh, The rest of the gargoyles uh, are back home at uh, the castle. And um, after waiting, I guess the entire day, like Detective Maza is already heroic just because like, I think she's been up for like 72 hours at this Something point. Something like that. That's right? I started to notice. I'm like, there's no way she's getting nearly enough sleep. Yeah. She I mean, also it's... has to go to work. You know, she's like an adult that goes to work. I, Yeah, but I think, she, I mean, she's doing her best, right? Maybe she calls in and says, I'm following something up on the place. There's yeah. I, <laughs> things. You know, I don't know how police work with work hours. Do you have to go clock in? I'm confused. I think you do clock in. Maybe if you're a detective like she is, it's a little looser. I'm not sure. Maybe it's salary, so you don't actually have to show up. <laughs> oh, man. That's how I salaries mean, work. At best, she's I mean... a TV detective, so, you know, <laughs> her job is really dictated by the plot. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> well, not, I, by salary, I mean, you don't actually have to physically clock in, so you're No, I pays. do understand. I yeah. do understand. But so, yeah, I mean, so she, she watches over course. and protects him all day, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Until he wakes up um, at night, and uh, they kind of realize that like the gargoyles are being targeted by someone, and Goliath heads off home to warn all his friends. And when he gets home, he, uh, it's revealed surprisingly, Demona is still alive, uh, although she has yet to reveal her name. Uh, the female 
gargoyle uh, is is back, and she claims that uh, she was also put under the spell. And Xanatos says that she was the first uh, gargoyle that he acquired, uh, but was in his personal collection somewhere, not in the castle. And so he recently brought her to the castle and the spell was broken. That's sort of the, the story that we're given about why she's here. Although we've, we are aware that, you know, she had appeared earlier and has at least some familiarity with uh, Xanatos. And eventually they're all reunited uh, and they have like a nice little get together where Demona convinces all of them that they need to help Xanatos recover the stolen discs. Okay, right. so quick interlude. Does anyone think that the, the, the all the dialogue between Demona and Goliath is just terrible at points? <laughs> there's still I, there's still a lot of like my angel of the night. Yes, I think okay. it's overwrought, but I I think for some reason I think that's what they want. <laughs> I was just rolling my eyes the entire time they were like reunited. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, this show pulls a lot from Shakespeare in some cases. I think that's sort of like their attempt at dramatizing their the language between those two characters specifically. Um, you know, we'll see in later episodes like there's a recurring character called Macbeth. Yes, um, we, we we meet him in yeah. like six episodes. Yeah, I think we'll be talking about that in our episode three. But um, yes, uh, yes, I I have theories about Macbeth. Yeah, so. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's let's burn through this one real quick because uh, basically uh, they talk about the heist they're about to commit. There are three locations, so the gargoyles split up with Hudson and Bronx. Um, and I guess all the gargoyles have chosen names, I believe, at this point. So, uh, Hudson, the older gargoyle, Bronx, the dog gargoyle, the dog gargoyle, dog gargoyle. I don't know uh, why they keep him around. Sometimes he doesn't even have wings. He's he's somewhat effective, and he's a cute, cutish dog. He's <laughs> family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how can okay? I'm confused. Literally? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this dog is confusing to everyone. Yes. Maybe uh, not. Maybe not to Dan, but. <laughs> no, I mean, no. Listen, confused. Certainly confusing to me. I've just had thirty years to get used to the idea that there's a cargoyle <laughs> dog. This is fresh for all of you guys. <laughs> We we uh, have questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we will not get answers to those questions. <laughs> we <laughs> just got right? to live with the dark, terrible insinuations of Gargoyle Dog. But we need to write the authors and ask. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> What's as, the a, as an author, I can't tell you how much I love when people stop me and are like, "Hey, what the hell are you talking about, man?" Well, Disney has a history of this when it comes to like Goofy and Pluto. Oh, really? Yes, yes, they do. Oh my god, I never thought of it like that. Pluto's a dog. It's because they have, quote, funny animals and regular animals. The funny animals are the ones that can talk. Hmm. Fun fact. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to ask yourself, like, are the gargoyles animals? I mean, we think of them as, you know, anthropomorphic anyway, but they're, like, not human, certainly, so... Also... Yeah. Where did all the eggs come from? I'm still. Are they all related? <laughs> I mean, Goliath is like the leader in a way that seems almost genetic or instinctive in some in some ways. I mean, so, the uh, 
the the younger the three idiots don't call him dad um and no, we will see true. later on that like he was goliath was not always the leader and in fact you know relation relativistically to the characters is a recently appointed leader of the gargoyles where hudson was in charge previously but huh. where did all the other gargoyles go because i mean there was the ones that on the castle that we don't really remember but i mean well, they, they were mostly said they were up. destroyed but uh or the eggs were destroyed or something but oh. we know we can't trust him we, we did see the vikings smash most of the gargoyles that were not in the rookery yeah but we also didn't see the gargoyles fight that weren't in the rookery I don't remember them. Yeah, for whatever reason, the Vikings didn't go in the rookery. Well, no, no, I mean like the gargoyles, like uh, when they're when they're all alive. I don't remember them fighting the Vikings at first. I'm not sure what you mean. They definitely but, fought the Vikings. I mean, I, I think that the first thing they did when they woke up was fight the Vikings. I know. I'm, I'm talking about like the, the the ones that aren't the main cast because I don't remember them. Oh, oh, yeah, there were a few. They're very generic looking. Oh, okay. classical they they do not they're not as they were not like as expressive you see them a little bit in the opening uh intro okay. i guess i just ignored them let me let me say though as the series goes on we will get much better looks at the wide range of gargoyles and the speciation of gargoyles will get even more confusing so oh good oh boy oh, no. looking forward <laughs> oh, to no. that my brain is going to hurt. <laughs> Are you telling me the show got canceled? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. We're, ask, we're asking the hard hitting questions of how do gargoyles work as a species? Why is there only one female? Was there other females? I, in, the, in one of the first episodes, they do say, should we go join our brothers and sisters? So implying oh, yeah. there are multiple females. Okay. Okay, my brain hurts a little less. Thank you, Katie. I was laughing. <laughs> Anything for your brain, Rachel. Yeah. Should we continue with the episode and stop talking about how gargoyles have babies? Uh, sure. I mean, if you want to just blow past the most interesting part of this podcast, I guess. <laughs> no. I mean, unfortunately, like, I don't. Well, these are g- great questions. I think it's the weirdest part of the show, but like, we, so we do will, they have they will not provide answers for us. Like, Sorry, what was that, Peter? Oh, just asking if they have ovipositors. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know that either. So oh, let's, let's look a little bit it's closer to that tail. question, shall yeah, we? Is just... No. <laughs> so, I, when we spoke last time, you told us that Demona was coming back and that her name was Demona and such. I, I didn't think it would be this soon, actually. I was kind of expecting this to be like down the road, maybe 10 episodes or so. I thought they were going to let us sit with this a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. No, the pacing of this is, is again, a little weird because like these, first it was a movie, episodes, right? right. Yeah. So they're trying to introduce kind of all the basic gargoyle stuff in this, in this five part uh, mini series, but, um, you know, what? so it's, uh, you know, they, they, they get us through sort of like the first entry plot pretty quickly in these first five episodes. So, yeah, I think if they, I mean, as you say, if they presented this, these five episodes as one kind of unit or a, a, a joint thing, then they pretty much had to bring her back in this stretch and not yeah. wait for another five episodes later or something. Yeah. My question is what kind of bad guy, what kind of person has a giant 
floating aircraft carrier <laughs> over what the city kind of, of New York. Wouldn't have one if they could <laughs> afford it. Yeah, I'm not sure what to say about that. The, so the three locations are uh, an office building, a uh, a floating fortress, and uh, I don't remember what that third one was. Like, underground. like underground. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's where Hudson and Bronx go. So Hudson and Bronx take the underground fortress. Uh, Demona and Goliath head for the flying fortress. And uh, the three idiots who are now known as... Uh, Lexington, Brooklyn, and Broadway. Yes. And you might recognize Broadway's voice. I think he's the most famous of the three idiots because he is Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. Typecasting. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, so the heist goes on. There's shenanigans involved in the heist. But overall, the gargles are all uh, successful. The only kind of snag is uh, Goliath and Demona. Demona straight up starts going Punisher on uh, the humans. She is super pissed off at every living, breathing human. Yep. This is, but this is in episode five. Just to clarify. Yes. So right. So we have a yes moved into episode five, uh, which is the, awakening part five. Yeah, and the bad guys look a little different than your traditional bad guy that we've seen so far. They're wearing they're oh, the captain guys, this military looking guy. And they're wearing these uh, white jumpers instead of the black jumpers. Mm. Yeah, very obviously different from the mercenaries that had attacked the Gargles previously, which we had assumed were related to, you know, oh yeah, the Cyberdyne Systems or whatever the name of this robotic robotics company is that they are C- infiltrating. C three, that's the logo. Yeah. Uh, and also, my question is: How did they find? How did like uh, the, the three idiots find the floppy disk when they just turned over? They just went in, They walked in, picked up the first floppy disk they uh, found, and then walked out. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> the magic of plot. Yeah, I think it's their first attempt at sort of. Um, uh, and I don't know if you guys are going to get this reference, but making showing Lexington as kind of like the Donatello of this group. Like, you don't get that he, reference. Come on, Dan. We all okay. get it. All right. <laughs> I, yeah, Ninja Turtles have existed. That was in the 90s. It's the dawn of human time, yes. Right. Uh, Radical, dude. But the, you know, so he, so he walks in and knows what button, intrinsically knows, like, what technology to list. We're, we're going to see Lexington do some more. That was in episode six. Even more ridic- ridiculous things, yeah. Yes. Oh, I was in episode seven. Seven, sorry. So yeah, they so they get back to um, the castle after being successful, and Demona is straight up like, "Just let's kill all the humans." That's kind of her her uh, objective. Uh, Detective Maza shows up and reveals to Goliath that the transmitter that had been put on him was actually produced by a company owned by Xanatos. Right. Uh, he goes to confront uh, Xanatos and Demona and uh, basically everybody gets betrayed. (laughs) Demona has a bazooka. That was fun. (laughs) And and this is when robots show up, right? Yes. So we are introduced to robots. They're mullet robots. They have (laughs) mullets. Why? Yeah, they all have bullets. They're all Goliath robots. Yeah, so 
five uh, lookalike Goliath robots have been created. The Steel Clan, as they are called. Uh, they've got laser arms and uh, big metal uh, mullets. And they're <laughs> flying around. They have the cap- out of the sky, yeah. They have specifically have the p- capability of flight, not gliding. <laughs> yes, they're rocket they have rockets. I will Can say, I they're, say oh yeah, go ahead. Their AI is terrible. It was really funny because <laughs> uh, Goliath just sends one of the robots into each other. But if you think they they had like working AI, it would be able to avoid not hitting straight on to each other. <laughs> yeah, they're very like stormtrooper aiming. Uh, kind of thing happening. So even <laughs> though you know uh, the the Steel Clan makes short work of Broadway and Lexington, uh, Goliath shows up and he's able to take them take them out pretty at least a couple of them pretty quickly. And then there's a very like extended action sequence where uh, Hudson's fighting robots with a sword, and somehow that ends up being somewhat effective. <laughs> the way I'm Just- not really sure how. It's interesting that their clothing turns to stone too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do sometimes like make a point of like changing the color of Hudson's sword and certain items that they're car- carrying to make it clear like they're not stone, but yeah, their clothes uh I'm pretty sure you're right get get covered in stone. I think it I helps think that Hudson thought- is really the only one that's actually wearing anything of that's more than like a loincloth. True. I, I think I saw maybe I need to go back and check, but one of the later episodes where, you know, Hudson's turned to stone and his sword is out and bared, but I think it's stone too. Maybe it's not supposed to be. Maybe it was yeah, just yeah. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put too much uh emphasis on like what they decide to animate versus what's you know, like a still image. It's just sure. Yeah, an inconsistency that's uh hard to explain. Although they do get into they, we will get into like the the material sciences of gargoyle transformation i believe at some point oh good uh, i want oh, that so a, i think there's a whole episode that deals with weird stuff surrounding like why are they really heal and like how much of them is stone and that kind of thing because we've seen like when the when the vikings smashed up the stone gargoyles it was like it wasn't like they popped a blood balloon because <laughs> You know, they were just all rocky underneath. Like they just turned mm-hmm. into piles of rubble. Uh, considering that I once wrote a whole chapter on what happens to the food in your belly when you transform from being a, a werewolf monster shape to like a human or to a wolf shape, I like this interests me. So yeah, it's the important stuff. I will pick at that minutia, and it will just give me joy. So let's 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 move on. Like I, I mean, like. He's, this robot thing I, seems like a really crappy plan. Yeah. I mean, clearly, was it Xanatos was recording them so he could program his robots, and that sounds great, and you know, send, send them out there and use them as military contractors or something, but why kill the gargoyles with them now? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say because, you know, immediately both Xanatos and Demona are, are like, okay, these robot guys are uh, suck. And so let's get our bazookas and head out <laughs> and try to kill these gargoyles. Like, uh, they, the way that I would think, the gargoyles haven't been there that long. So, no. so how did they record so much? You have to record a, a crap ton of data to get like, uh, that type of to work. 
But yeah, I mean, in theory, that was why they like sent them days. on the missions, right? Yeah. I mean, I think but, we can hand wave how much, a little bit, the accuracy of how much uh, <laughs> motion capture you really need. But, but even so, just like saying, here, here's the source of my combat style motion capture, whatever. Let's, <laughs> let's kill them now. Like, yeah, he's getting rid of people that are defending the castle for and no reason. For now, yeah. I. Well, maybe it's because um, Demona is like super hardcore and yeah, let's kill people. <laughs> but the others are like, no, let's not kill people. Yeah, but still, it's still def- defending the castle for no other reason than it's uh, they want to defend the castle. Well, and that they're it's their home, you know. Yeah, as as well, as much of a home as they have. Yeah. Um, also, I guess, it, never mind, I was wrong with the handway thing, because Demona does exist there, and he can get stuff off of her, too. Yeah, and as we'll see, like, um, in later episodes, uh, Xanatos is not, like, hard up for, you know, powerful warrior mercenaries that he can throw at things, so. True. But you could also make money with giant warrior flying things that shoot lasers and aren't human. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, robots are the answer to most things. So, <laughs> uh, so Why during the fight, <laughs> during the fight, we also yeah. learned that uh, Demona was involved in the tragedy of the gargoyles, which is that she was working with the captain uh, way uh, back yes. in nine ninety four, and oh. uh, she was um, one of the ones that was uh, trying to get. Goliath to take all the gargoyles so that they could own the castle back in 994 and let the Vikings take all the Scots. Oh, but that see, the thing is, that part bothered me because I was like, why wouldn't Demona just tell Goliath so they could evacuate? Well, I think at the time it was he would never have allowed it like he would he wanted to protect the humans and Mm. the captain and Demona are like, these humans suck. We want to do what's right for the gargoyles. Uh, but, uh, unfortunately in 1994, their conversation doesn't last long because the bazooka goes off during the struggle. Uh, detective Maza and Demona are both flung into space, uh, with rubble all around them. And Goliath is only able to save detective Maza. And he watches as Demona seemingly falls to her death once more. Uh, his angel of the night gargoyle did fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That the the presence of rocks seemed to uh, disable her pretty quickly. <laughs> I was like, one has wings, one does not have wings. He's gonna save the one that doesn't have wings. There's a lot of falling in this show too. Like it, it's, it's super common for all of these creatures and people to just be pushed off a building. To be fair, they live on a castle on top of a skyscraper. <laughs> Well, and it's the violence thing again, where you can throw someone to oh, a yeah. certain death, and that's acceptable. But if you put a bullet in their head, that's that's no good. You can't show that on TV. Right. Is that why all the villains are super bad at shooting things? Yes, uh, surely <laughs> why. There's even I think in episode four, uh, four there's uh, where like one of the mercenaries is on literally laying on the ground and shooting at Maza and Goliath, and the bullets are striking the ground like around them, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Well, what kind of gun is that? <laughs> it's just oh, yeah. shooting at impossible angles. I, I think it was like episode four as well, where she's running when Goliath turns the stone and she's running away for her life. There was like 
and she's hiding behind this tiny table. Yeah. <laughs> I then, just look underneath and you can see everything for miles. Yeah. That scene. Also, there was a mysterious, yeah, and there was a mysterious water park in the middle of, of not water park, waterfall in Central Park that I don't know if exists, but I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty good with sticking with things that actually exist in New York. I don't know if there's, I don't ever remember. I've been to Central Park like all of one time. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if there's a waterfall in there. There's there a lot. Oh, there is? Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there are a couple. Okay. Like little I ones. Was, but. I was just confused. because I was like, oh, we're in the city. Why is there a waterfall? Then I was remember Central Park's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's only like uh, maybe... Maybe like sort of ten feet. It's not huge, yeah. but um, I've definitely seen it. Yeah, there was some bad shooting in that episode, but it was really it was fun seeing Detective Mazo kick ass. Yes. So at the end of episode five, uh, Xanatos and Demona are defeated. Xanatos is arrested and seemingly sent to jail, uh, and the gargoyles. Uh, are allowed to stay in the castle on top of Xanatos' skyscraper. Um, and that, that's sort of like the end of this five-part awakening opening bit. So let's take a minute and just talk about this this opening piece. What do you guys, how you guys feel in the show so far? Oh, it's fun. It's fun. We, we, I just have many questions that are, are never going to be answered. <laughs> like... I ironically have questions, but in reality, like I, I can appreciate that it's just sort of cartoon logic. And most of the sort of weird things about the show are just because it's a cartoon, not like any sort of flaw with the show inherently. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually very much appreciated seeing Demona become a villain. I did not expect that. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I, I you know, I also like a lot, and I don't mean to skip ahead, but they sort of do touch upon it here. This idea of the gargoyles sort of walking this fine line between um, between protecting themselves and being vulnerable for the sake of not being alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that I think is even more of a point in episode six. But um, it is certainly touched upon with just the the two different differing belief systems of Demona and uh, Goliath. Yeah, with your point with Demona, I think I was very mistrustful of her because immediately she went with Xanatos, and I did not trust Xanatos at all since the beginning. Well, no, sure. No, I, I'm saying obviously, obviously, when we see her in episode four, we realize oh, she's probably a bad guy. But I'm saying when I saw her okay. episode one. I did okay. not picture her coming back as a villain. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, that's fair. So, because um, when when we when we spoke last week uh, or last last time we we got together, um, and we knew okay, Demona is coming back. Never in my head did I think Demona would be coming back as a villain. Yeah, I thought she was just going to become part of the team again. So, yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't be like a love triangle between Demona, Goliath, and Detective Maza. Well, oh, here I mean, it comes. It, it is <laughs> it, like it is gonna be that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, 
I can't spoilers. It. It's so spoilers. ridiculous what happens. When we get into season two, you guys, I can't wait for season two. Uh, Am I going to because... be sad? Am I going to be sad, Dad? <laughs> no, like, you're going to wonder, like, oh, of course, now I understand why furry culture sprouted out of the 90s. <laughs> in a big oh, way. No. <laughs> oh, no. Are you guys going to see cats? Robin Hood. <laughs> That was from when was Robin Hood? I really like that movie. When was Robin Hood? I don't know. That was like in the sixties. Katie, 60s. Katie no. when was the furry Robin Hood? <laughs> I'm gonna take a gander right here. Hello, Google, my friend. <laughs> Seventy-three. Oh dang it! I was too slow. I couldn't remember how to spell animated. <laughs> you, you didn't want to type in furry Robin Hood? Oh, no. No, thank you. I don't need that in my search history. Google's already <laughs> listening to you, I mean. Yeah, uh, who yeah. owns it? Does Discord? Um, who owns Discord? Is it its own company? I think it's its own company. I'm not 100% sure on For that. now. Wait till yeah. Disney comes along. <laughs> what would Disney want with the, this? They want to control the world. Okay. Anyways, so, so that, that was... brings us yeah to episode number six, the thrill of the hunt, um, and this is where we start to enter sort of like the regular pacing of the show. It's a little more monster of the week, um, with just sort of like a fresh uh, thing to for the gargoyles to take on um, every episode. There will be like some more like two and three part uh, series that happen in these two seasons. Um, but this is where we meet uh, the pack. Uh, we see that like the gargoyles have settled in to living on top of Xanatos' uh, castle tower. Uh, Detective Mazza is immediately sort of like, what the hell are you guys thinking? You can't stay here. <laughs> this is the home of your one enemy like left in the world. You know uh, two was... people, and one of them is your enemy, and he owns <laughs> this castle. Yeah, and he's only in jail for like six months, so... <laughs> Yes. Uh, meanwhile, but, Owen, the the sort of like secretary for Xantos, is like, yeah, we don't care. Let the gargoyles stay here. Who cares? Uh, well, I mean, I'm immediately suspicious when I think it's when the episode opens and he's escorting uh, uh, Maza in, and he says, "Well, of course, we wouldn't want you to. I want to keep you from your friends." And yeah, I just, that was super weird. Going on. He's he's plotting. He's creepy. <laughs> yeah things are strange right away uh the next strange thing that happens is that uh hudson and the three idiots uh head to watch some television and uh it seems that there's a show on the air called the pack which is like a 90s action show with uh five people dressed in ridiculous outfits uh in kind you of like a ninjas. spectacular yes you yeah. fight evil ninjas it looks like teenage ninja, ninja turtles we have wolf, fox, hyena, dingo, and jackal. <laughs> dingo. So dingo. let me let me prepare you guys right away. The pack are recurring characters. So oh, how could they not be? I how mean, they, they are great. Be? They are great. Yeah, they're great. I was so confused when we first introduced them because I thought they were just going to be like normal TV actors and not this steroids group that can run up miles. <laughs> Yeah, they are very strange. We're introduced to them, and it seems like they are not actors. They are not stunt people. They are mercenaries who have been hired to be actors. 
uh, and are kind of bored in their actor roles, even though they're very rich and famous. Um, and mysteriously, they are presented with the evidence that gargoyles exist. And their first thought is, let's find these and kill them. Yeah. This with almost episode, zero prompting, they're like right away to the murder. Hey, some mysterious person gave us photos of gargoyles. Let's hunt these things. Yeah, it's like we don't need any propagation or money at all. Let's go do this thing. Do they? But where are they? I don't know. Yeah, they they also don't know how to find the gargoyles. Luckily, that won't be a problem because the three idiots have gone to see the pack live show. And I don't know if this was part of your guys' experience growing up, but like there were straight up, like you could go to an arena and watch the Ninja Turtles do a stunt spectacular. Like um, this was a thing. I don't, I don't, I don't remember know. this. No. See, I did that because Disney have stuff like that in like their parks where there's like live shows you can go see. Right. That kind of reminds me of that. But I would definitely remember going to like the all scene arena here in Chicago and uh, seeing the Ninja Turtles do a stunt spectacular and singing fight off the foot clan. Yeah. Ninja rap. Uh, (laughs) I think that was, that that must've been a big city thing. I didn't grow up in a big city. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it was sort of the boy version of uh, going to see new kids on the block at the mall or something like that. Didn't do wasn't, that either. Wasn't going to see no. new kids uh, on the block. Also, the boy version of going to see new kids yeah, on the that's block. True. <laughs> it was the, I guess it was the me version of doing that. There we go. Because I'm sure yeah. I'm 100 percent sure my brother went and saw new kids on the block <laughs> at the LC <laughs> Arena too. Uh, so, uh, quick question: What is new kids on the block? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! New kids on the block is sort of like the preeminent boy band of the 90s it was it was the in sync of the 90s in <laughs> sync was the in sync of the 90s <laughs> see i didn't do bads when i was a child i, I well, watched you, tv yeah you weren't a child in the 90s either so. i was three when the 90s ended yeah that, by then you had re- much more reputable boy band and you can <laughs> that's right <laughs> okay but so th- this this leads into one of my my favorite parts which is that uh i mean lexington goes to talk to the pack and he's just super open and hopeful and optimistic and curious and his curiosity is what i love about him yeah he became like my favorite and i hated him in the first like five episodes <laughs> i hated like oh, oh no Why did you- there's no reason to hate him my oh, god no. no it was just i don't like that trope of like the idiots just screwing things up because they're clumsy oh that, that's that in my opinion that's really only is it broadway broadway is the one that eats everything yeah. yeah okay that's just broadway i don't i don't think the others really really fit in they're a trio for sure but uh but they have distinct characters and Broadway's the only one I really find tiresome. Well, yeah. In the first you know, five episodes, they were kind of not developed as much as later, but well, in the next few episodes, we'll talk about a real big mistake. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Ooh. That's, that's, for, old, that's for the next episode of this. Big show. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, watch the next episode of our podcast to hear us whine about this. Watch yeah. it with your ears. Oh yes, listen because we're not a we're not a video podcast. Listen I mean, with your eyes. <laughs> oh man. 
So, uh, yeah, Lexington, um, I, I like Lexington has like the most, uh, interesting visual design too. Cause he does not, yeah. he doesn't have wings. He has like bat wings with little, are they, he has like right. extra finger. He has like an extra finger that grows out of the middle of his back to, no, yeah, he has like wings. membrane. He it seems like he has four arms, four arms and a winged membrane between them. He, he looks also, like a little nerd and I love he, him. He looks like Tommy pickles. What is that? <laughs> From the red grass. Oh, he looks like Tommy. You've got that weird shaped head. Huh? Yeah. He's the most bat like, I think of the, of the group. He's uh, missing glasses. I want to give him glasses. Yeah. He does have a huge, like his eyes are the hugest as if he is wearing big glasses. I don't think anybody's head is as weird shaped as Tommy pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Did you let's Google him, Peter? No, no, no. I had to like the name. I needed the refresher, but I watched the heck out of that show. Wait, Tommy's the elder brother because I think there's a younger brother at some point of the Pickles family. Phil, isn't it? No, no, oh, those are the dad. those are the twins. Phil and Dill. No, is it no? Phil it's and Phil Will and Will. Are the twins, but isn't it Dill Pickle? Oh yes, it Wait, is. Was, was that the name? Was it a father? <laughs> I think the father's name was Phil or Dill or something like that. Yeah. But Tommy was like the main character, right? Like the three-year-old or whatever he was, who was kind of the cent- center point. Yeah, yeah. I, was- I got an idea. How about we add that to the list for things we need to watch? Because I don't think I ever actually watched it. How sure. can we get? It? Does it yeah. exist? Where does it exist? We'll find know, out. Nickelodeon. Hey, look, there's a- <laughs> oh man, Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, so Nickelodeon had some bad shows. Well, yeah, but. Yeah. But also, it had Rugrats. Listen, we're gonna have a whole season of uh, nostalgia that's just gonna be about Doug. So <laughs> get ready for that, you guys. But hey, Doug, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> a show, also another a show I never watched. I'm here. I've never watched Doug, but I think I've watched the movie that they had once. They had a movie? <laughs> oh, my God. It's okay. All I right. just bought. I just bought. Crash and Spyro, the remastered edition. So talk about nostalgia there. Oh my gosh. Don't tell my husband, but I got him the reimagined one for Christmas. Hey, Katie's <laughs> husband. Katie got you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, if you're going to listen, I mean. Dan, <laughs> what is this Dan, when is this coming out? <laughs> I don't know. We're out to delay the release now till after Christmas. Back to the to episode six. So yeah, Lexington has convinced the gargoyles to go see the pack. Uh, specifically, he and Goliath go right. back to the packs. I don't know their soundstage or wherever it, they it are. Seems like or their training facility. Yeah, and they have weights uh, that can, <laughs> they have super strong weights that can destroy walls. Well, I mean, if you hurl like I don't know eighty pound dumbbells at drywall, I don't think it's going to go well. But I don't actually. I haven't tried it. Yeah, I don't pick I up eighty right. pound. I don't pick up 80-pound dumbbells because my arms would fall off. That's a good reason. Yeah, I mean, the whole situation is weirder because inside this soundstage is a death trap, several death traps. very strange. So the gargoyles are uh, forced into a, like, arcade funhouse, which is filled with spike pits and, and closing walls that crush you. And and this won't be the first one either. 
Yeah, yeah. Which it apparently is not supposed to be lethal most of the time. I don't know how they made it lethal. Is there? Do they have a switch to go from lethal to non-lethal? <laughs> oh yeah. So we finished installing your uh, your not quite death traps here, but don't worry. Don't flip this switch though. This switch makes it lethal. Yeah, we don't know. It's a it's state regulation. We have to install this in case you want to make it lethal. Uh, but we don't we don't recommend. We put uh, back at home. I put a little band aid over mine so you just don't push it down. But uh, you know, some people some people accidentally do that, and then uh, you know, then it's dangerous. So my imagination, you know, like the spikes, you yeah. put you put tennis balls over the spikes, and then <laughs> you <can't> <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Anyway, so unfortunately sorry. for the pack, uh, the death traps proved to be ineffective because dare, the gargoyles can tear through steel like it's nothing. Uh, they just <laughs> rip the place, literally rip it to pieces. Uh, and then escape out of skylight. Uh, and that's when the pack uh, falls into some trouble uh, where they think they have the gargoyles cornered. Um, but uh, some some kids show up in the middle of this fight and uh, immediately take the sides of the pack and the pack are forced to kind of try and defend their secret identities as actors and um, and the gargoyles are kind of pissed off that these kids start throwing garbage at them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as a result, because the pack are kind of distracted by these normies, uh, <laughs> the gargoyles manage to get up on a roof where there are way too many actual stone gargoyles on the top of this roof. There's like 20 gargoyles on this roof. I don't know why. It's New York. There's gargoyles. I've been to New York. There are not gargoyles. <laughs> No, it's, it's it's a gargoyle carver. That's just his work. Yeah, I guess that's that's possible. <laughs> so somebody's a gargoyle enthusiast. Is it Dan? Uh, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> Dan's house. Don't tell my I, wife. Do you own a secret house in New York? Hey, Dan's wife. Oh no! Now, now my wife. Now we keep limiting our audience by removing all our loved ones from being able to listen. It's okay. He <laughs> found uh, Nick moonlighting uh, for a giant star, a, a Snorlax. <laughs> so that's that's a deep cut, Rachel. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say Nick has a secret wife, but I don't know if he would appreciate that. <laughs> So you say it anyway. <laughs> well, we can do it. Hey, Nick's yeah. secret wife. <laughs> no. See, that, that, that part didn't cut out. Drain. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, was I, don't to, I was trying to make a joke, and it didn't go well. <laughs> so the That's pack uh, get their asses kicked uh, by uh, Le- Lexington and Goliath. And we actually see Lexington kind of be a little scary uh, yeah, up nice. here as yeah. uh, the pack get taken out one by one uh but eventually it's only fox and wolf who are left and they fall through the ceiling and even though we thought this uh building was some sort of gargoyle dispensary (laughs) (laughs) instead it's a tv studio where they're shooting some sort of uh maybe it's just a photographer's yeah yeah so there's a bunch of swimsuit models and fox decides to take one of them hostage that just uh, to made no sense to me. It's like, why would you? They're mercenaries. Would... <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess if if they had the insight that the gargoyles, these monstrous creatures that they decided to hunt, cared about human life, then I suppose it would make sense. But I'm not sure where that insight came from. 
the plot. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a little strange. So once they get outside, Lexington is able to save the swimsuit model. And man, the the sound effect of Lexington swooping in is really scary. Like I was watching this a little bit uh, late at night and like all of a sudden they're like unearthly howl that he lets loose, which I think they do end up doing with a few of the other gargoyles in later episodes. It's just yep. like disturbing. Well, hmm. I, I have a quibble with the, one of the sound effects later. Well, I'll talk about next episode where you can hear me whine about the quibble. <laughs> So look look forward to the quibbling, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, with just uh, Wolf and uh, left in it, he goes head to head with a Goliath and Goliath handles him pretty easily and uh, knocks him unconscious. Uh, The police show up and because the photographer, I guess, took pictures of Fox holding this woman hostage, uh, she and Wolf are arrested and sent to jail, uh, thus breaking up the pack, it seems. See, you just said Fox holding this woman hostage, and I can't just not think of Fox News. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, that just popped in my head. It was like Fox News holding this woman hostage. They seem to hold a movie a about that. The country hostage. I think there's a movie about that coming out soon. Bomb there show. is. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw a trailer for that last night. I saw it. Yeah. Did you go see Knives Out? Because that's where I saw the trailer. That's well, what no, I saw. I went to see Last Christmas. Oh my god. <laughs> Why? <laughs> for for why is this a thing? Oh, oh. yeah, okay. By so the way, the loved for it. The other one for the other podcast. Yeah. The podcast we're, the podcast we're not involved in. Well, yeah, we but... support all of the many shows here on Too Many Thoughts Media. So yeah. please visit too many thoughts media.com and help support the show. Uh, so yeah, let's wrap this one up. We find out at the very end in the epilogue uh, that uh, the pack was actually a creation of Xanatos. He, for some reason, decided to put mercenaries on TV <laughs> because he was going to need those one day. And then he threw them at the gargoyles just to see what would happen because yeah. that's how Xanatos, Xanatos rolls. So Xanatos is turning out to be a very interesting, peculiar character here because, you know, last episode, he basically like decided to just kill all of the gargoyles for no reason. And then this episode, he throws the pack at them, but then doesn't he basically say like, oh, well, there's no reason to kick him out of the castle. They can stay there. Yeah, I mean, he still like, has plans for them, it seems like. And it's just, it seems strange. Maybe we'll understand later. But as of right now, it just seems like it not thought out. I mean, I think well, it's a good time to introduce you guys to, uh, are you are you aware of tvtropes.com? Yep. Yes. No TV tropes. <laughs> So there is a TV trope named after Xanatos, and I believe it's um, a Xanatos plan. Xanatos Gambit, that's right. Uh, Where essentially all outcomes of any event are accounted for within the plan. So if you are arrested, well, you always meant to be arrested. If If your team of mercenaries were defeated by the gargoyles, well, I always intended for them to be defeated by the gargoyles. So, so there's a lot of just a, a bullshitter. Of <laughs> he's a really good bullshitter. It's like I want this team of mercenaries that probably have been there for years because they have an established fan base and like and they make have, a half million a show. Yeah, and they're bored. <laughs> so how many years have they been as this uh, this movie star narc team? Not merc team. It's like oh, I forgot I own those. Let's make them do something. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got no answers for you guys. <laughs> we'll we'll see. I mean, at some point, the there is like a overall design. I think that Xanatos has. I haven't I haven't finished watching this season yet, but um, we'll we'll have to see what happens. But to answer Nick's uh, comment, I I I'm not entirely surprised that he's okay with the gargoyle staying there because if you have these these creatures that clearly don't like you and and you may have some antagonistic relations in the future with them. It's, I would want to know where they are. Well, oh, so you think, I think you just leave, you know, say they want to stay in the castle. Just say, okay, because that way, you know where they are. But also, it's just strange because he tried. Ki- I, I think really him just trying to kill them last episode. Just seems again. Very, yeah, no, I agree. I big. think that was just a dumb but, plan. But I think we also have to recall that that episode was the last part of a movie. So mm, yeah, yeah they sort of needed to, yeah. He needed a climactic fight. Um, anyways, it's kind of it, to go with Peter. He also has a computer in his like jail cell, which I think we see this three episodes. If not, he has a computer in his jail cell, so he could probably like watch them on his computer. Probably still got the cameras up, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Xanatos goes to jail like Lex Luthor goes to jail, where it's <laughs> just sort of like taking him out of action, but like. He's still eating caviar and right. You're, you're working his machinations just from a different office, right? Yeah, but now and then he's getting uh, fed by not his French maid. Not French maid. How sad. Yeah. Are you talking about Owen? <laughs> <laughs> Owen, the French maid. And that's where the uh, love of French maids in cosplay came in from. <laughs> from, from Owen in oh the 1990s. God. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Um. Okay, Dan, do you want to sing us out? Yeah, uh, so thanks for joining us on uh, Nostalgia Plush. You can find our show on TooManyThoughtsMedia.com. Uh, I'm Dan Evanson. Uh, you can find my stuff at DanEvanson.com. Uh, sorry, DanielEvanson.com. Uh, Katie? Hey, guys. Yeah, don't forget to check out the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast where we all write our reviews out. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Perfect. Shipping. the best part is we're gonna get to do this again at the end of the next episode (laughs) oh no we'll get it down by then yeah okay uh nick uh you can check me out on twitter at tacky slacks or on instagram and uh you can check out some of the other podcasts i'm on why is this a thing uh two cent radio and a bunch of the other ones on too many thoughts media.com peter I'm Peter Schaefer. You can uh, follow me at Shoeless Pete on uh, the Twitter uh, or ShoelessPeteGames.com where I make games uh, or PAShaefer.com. Rachel? Uh, I am Rachel, no last name, and you can follow me on Twitter at ArgentRabe. And if you get confused on how to spell it, it might be in the description. Who knows? Easy mystery. Katie, you want to take another shot? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs>